Hey, this is David Perkins, pastor of Radiant Church. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. I hope and I pray that the content helps you grow as a follower of Jesus. We'd love to see you at one of our services on Sundays or maybe at our Bold Conference this summer. Remember this, those who look to Him are radiant. I wanted to take a few moments and just continue speaking specifically to, I think, messages that are just apropos and perfect for this season where it's the, it's the season. It really, in the middle of uh, a pandemic like this, this, this would be the moment to, to be tempted to walk in fear. And last week we talked about walking by faith. And as I was praying for you this week, um, I, just, I just kept hearing the words of Jesus uh, in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter six about not worrying. And so today I wanna continue in uh, this, the kind of the, the whole idea of this series is just to bring messages that are specific to what we're facing in the midst of a global pandemic. And so I want us just to hear the words from Jesus today in Matthew chapter six. I'm gonna read it. We'll take a few moments uh, to talk about it. If you've got your Bibles or your iPhones or your iPads, let's just read this together. Matthew chapter six. Jesus says here, uh, we'll pick up in verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet, here's the good news, your heavenly father feeds them. Are you, much, are you not much more valuable? That's the word I want you to get, just that word valuable right there. Are you not much more valuable than they? Just, let, just hear Jesus saying this to you today. Picture yourself there, Sermon on the Mount, crowds of people, you're listening to Jesus. Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? The answer to that is no, actually the opposite. By worrying, it will actually decrease your days. It's better not to live in perpetual worry and fear and stress. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field, they do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon on all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Today, it'd be all of his name brand clothing, all that he has from the mall, all of his wealth. And if, if, if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? Just get that much more. Just that word, that idea. Jesus talking about how great the heavenly father is. You have little faith. And then verse 31, Jesus says it again. So do not worry. This is a command saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for the pagans? For the pagans run after these things. And your heavenly father who knows what you need, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, and he hits it again this third time, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. 
Each day has enough trouble of its own. Father, we love you today. And we ask that these words of Jesus would come alive in us. We pray right now in the midst of this global pandemic, we pray, Lord Jesus, that we would abide, that we would listen, that we would hear. We pray for the strength of Jesus' words to be a rudder for us in this challenging time. God, I ask, Lord Jesus, that you would do a, a supernatural work in each one of us that have this temptation to worry right now. I pray, Lord Jesus, for every mother, every father, every child worried about their elderly parents. We ask, Lord Jesus, that we, would, that, we would, that we would follow the words of Jesus and that is this command that we would live this out right now. We honor you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Last night, uh, I received uh, a, in the middle of a, this text thread that said that we, as Kansas City, we're gonna go into this uh, sudden, uh, effective Tuesday uh, stay at home order. And, and I don't know why, but somehow that just elevated enough for some opportunity in my heart, just for worry to just hit. And I, I don't know which moment that may have been for you over the course of these last number of days. Maybe it was an article that you read or a news clip. Maybe it's the way that this virus is affecting a dear friend who suddenly is sick, or maybe somebody who suddenly lost their job. But I think that right now, it's, it's normal for us to be tempted to go into this state of, of worry. And as I've just been praying, thinking about you, and, and I, I just keep hearing the words of Jesus and just this command that Jesus says it. And I think that the idea of worrying is, when it's commanded, this is something that we would hear and we would say, well, this is a tolerable sin. This is normal. And I just wanna invite you just to hear the words of Jesus today because he gives us good news. He tells us what our father is like and empowers us to be people that don't worry. And I wanna invite you today that right here in the text, we can read this and we can find some gems that if these bedrock characteristics of our father go deep inside of us, we will be able to be a people that don't worry. It is possible to live in a global pandemic and possess concern, but not worry. And here's what I mean by that. Concern is right. Concern is normal. Concern will help us make educated responses and respond rightly in a global epidemic. I mean, this pandemic is challenging and this is global, this is big. But, but when our concern starts to hold us, so we don't, it's not that we have concern, but that concern has us. That's when you start to live in a state of worry. That's where our eyes start to be on the global pandemic rather than our eyes on our father. And right now, though we don't feel like it, I wanna invite you to set your eyes on the goodness of your father, on the characteristics of your heavenly father, because that's the way that Jesus talks in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus right here is lifting the eyes of people, helping them to know what their heavenly father is like. So right now, get a PhD in what the father is like, your heavenly father. Jesus gives us marks of what our heavenly father is like. Jesus tells us that he's good. And so I don't know what you're walking through, but I have good news today. Jesus wants to save you from your worry. Jesus right here is looking at people and giving them the opportunity to be saved from worry. And he wants to do it for you. Right there in the first century, when they're facing, they're facing different than us in first, our 21st century, where we're suddenly, uh, we're suddenly looking at a global pandemic. But these people, they would have wondered, where's our next meal coming from? 
These people, they, they would have wondered, hey, will I really be able to afford or have clothes? Will I have clean water? And so right now in your situation, I think Jesus' words in the Sermon of the Mount can be helpful to you like they were helpful to poor people in the first century. They were wondering, will I have food? Will I have water? Will I have clothes? Listen to the good news of Jesus who talks about how great his father is and just let your heart be warmed. Let your heart take comfort. Not necessarily in earthly things, but in heavenly things because you have a heavenly father who cares. You have a heavenly father who sees you as valuable. And Jesus was mesmerized with how great his heavenly father was. Jesus looked at these people and his heart was bursting open with how great his father is. And I want you to just feel it. I want you to see it because this command three times, do not worry, do not worry, do not worry. In verse 25, in verse 31, in verse 34, it's logical for us to start to allow our concern to shift into worry. It's easy for us if earth is all that we have for us to start to become a worrisome people. But when we have a mentality of who our God is, that's what enables us to transition into not worry, but trust. Not worry, but I have a heavenly father. And so in this culture, whenever things were said three times, it was a way of being emphatic. So today, if we wanna be emphatic, we will, we will text somebody like all caps or multiple exclamation marks, or we'll put some emojis that say, I'm serious about this. And when Jesus gives this to us three times, do not worry. Do not worry, do not worry. It is this command and he's saying it with strength in his first century context. And this is our opportunity to heed his words and to do what he says, though it goes against our emotions, to have our convictions be stronger than our emotions, to look to our father. This is our moment to be a people that don't worry. This is our moment to look to our Father, and in the same way that Jesus loved to talk about how good his heavenly Father is, I wanna invite you to so rearrange your life that in this season, we start to talk about our heavenly Father like Jesus talks about his heavenly Father. That in this moment, we get our eyes locked on him. When we read this, this whole idea here, this, this, is, this is predicated on what comes just before it. So, Whenever we read the words, therefore, which Jesus starts this idea about do not worry with the words, therefore, you ask the question, what's it there? What is it there for? And just before we read these three commands, do not worry, do not worry, do not worry. We read Jesus talking about not finding our treasures on earth, but finding our treasures in heaven. And this is, this is critical into how, how David, how do I step into not being a person of worry? I just wanna read this, all right, read this and, and just, just listen carefully, just read it. If you've got your, your, your Bible, just read it with me. I know you could just listen, but just engage with, him, with me if you can. Verse 19, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy or rust, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, here's the idea, there your heart will be also. So here's the big idea. The whole context going into worry is, begins with this idea of where, where is your heart connected? Is your heart connected to the treasures of earth or is your heart connected to the treasures of heaven? So here's the principle. You will stockpile treasures somewhere. You're gonna be someone who looks at heaven and decides you're gonna stockpile treasures in heaven 
or you're gonna be someone who stockpiles treasures on earth. We're all doing it. We're all making the choice on if we're gonna stockpile right here, right now, here on earth, or if we're gonna look to eternity. And that's where Jesus is going. He builds this whole argument about not worrying and this whole command to not worry after talking about where is your heart connected? Will your heart be connected to heaven or will your heart be connected to earth? And he says that. He says, wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is gonna be. So if if your treasure is connected to earth, then when we go through challenging times like this, you're you're gonna worry because your heart will be like a roller coaster. If your heart is split and your treasure is some degree in heaven and some degree on earth, it's gonna, it, worry it will fill your soul because you'll be split. It'll just be like different directions. The key from Jesus to not being in worry, Jesus built this whole argument, this whole idea, therefore don't worry, is because your treasure is in heaven. And if your treasure is in heaven, if your treasure is in the things that last for eternity, if that's how you can think, and I know right now it is easy to live in 21st century America and just treasure both. I treasure heaven, but I, I treasure, I, I, I got treasures on earth. I got, and, and I'm just telling you, if we read Jesus, it's gonna be challenging. The secret is to my treasure. I mean, what I really value, what I value is heaven. And that's the exact logic that Jesus gives. He flips right back around and he says, your father, he values you. So he invites you to value heaven, but your heavenly father, he values you. Let that sink in right now. You will decrease in your worry when you recognize that you have a heavenly father and he looks to you and values you, he cares. So Jesus says here, hey, aren't you more valuable than the birds? Look, he takes care of the birds. Aren't you more valuable than the birds? Think about how much he values you. And in fact, when it comes to your life, the temptation is to think, I value my life more than the father values my life. But picture a heavenly father who is so kind and so good. He values you more than you value you. I remember uh, both my sons, when they were young, when they were toddlers, they were both runners. And so frequently uh, when we would be either in public or at a park or at a restaurant, my boys loved to just take off running. And so my son Justice did this, my son Dawson did this. And I have so many memories of, of them. I, I can remember one specifically of just ch- looking up and, and my son has taken off and he is a long way away off in the distance at a public park. Another memory of my son being, we're, we're standing outside waiting for a table at a restaurant. And my toddler son has taken off and is running down the street. And you know what goes on inside of a father when you see your boy just running away? Why does he run? Because <laughs> Because he doesn't understand his life. He doesn't understand. So he's just, his brain isn't developed yet. He doesn't see, but I as a father, I see more than he sees. So I take off running because I value his life more than he has the capacity to value his life in that season. And right now you think you know so much. Let me tell you, be of good cheer. 
That's the way Jesus talks. You're gonna face trials, Jesus says in John 16, 33, but take heart for I have overcome the world. Your father, take heart. You are in trial, you are in a challenging season, but your father cares about your life even more than you do. Your father's chasing you down the street and he cares. He va- are you more valuable than the birds? That's this statement from Jesus saying, you have no grid for how much he values you. Yeah, but if, if he values me so much, then why am I facing trials and hardship and difficulty? You know what? Uh, Jesus told us that we would go through trials and difficulty. This is a part of what all of us face. This isn't heaven yet. This is our opportunity to look to our heavenly father and to say, I'm gonna value what you value and he values you, he values his kids. And right now, one of the keys to stepping out of worry, having worry being thrown off is if you'll recognize that he values you, he loves you, he delights in you. I remember uh, having a conversation with my father when I was a young pastor and I had many different ministry uh, opportunities in front of me. And I'll never forget a phone call where I asked him what he thought I should do. And his response was, David, I think you should go serve in ministry in the place where you will grow the closest to God and be able to help as many people as possible follow Jesus. And so I had in my mind location. I had in my mind what I would actually do. I had in mind a lot of other things that a 20 something year old pastor But my father, who is a few decades ahead of me, was able to look a little bit bigger and say, there's a bigger story going on. Your father right now sees more than you see. He values your story. He values your children. He values values you. And so you think if he values me, I need the bank account to be right. Well, maybe he's bigger than your bank account. Well, if, if, if he values me, I need, I, I need the food, the water, and the clothes to be right. Hold on a second. Hold on. He cares. He values right now. He's a father. Get your PhD. Fall in love with. Be fascinated with. Study up on how good he is. Jesus was constantly looking at situations that others looked at and is hardship and difficult. And he's saying, you don't really know how great your father is. He is amazing. Look at this. Then he says, can, can any one of you, wor- by worrying, add a single hour to your life? The idea here is, no, you can't. You can't. Worry is worthless. For you businessmen out there, businessmen and women, I just want you to think there is no return on your investment when you worry. There's no ROI in worry. There is some ROI on worship. When you worship your way through disaster and you look to God in the midst of hardship, There is ROI when you pray, your prayers matter according to Jesus, ask, seek, knock. There's there's a return on that investment. Your prayers change you, your prayers change the world. Prayer makes a difference. Jesus told us to always ask, always seek, always knock. There, There is a return on your investment when you give. And you say, I'm gonna put my treasures in eternity rather than my treasures in time. But there's no ROI in worry. And so right now, put that aside. Don't let that be who you are. The old preacher slogan about worry is like a rocking chair. You can do it all day long and do it as much as you want, but it'll take you nowhere. Worry's not the way to go right now. Right now, the way to go is I look to my father. 
I worship, I pray, I seek, I follow after him. And so I wanna invite you, don't let worry weigh you down. Worry will destroy your contentment right now. If you're worried, you cannot be both content and filled with worry at the same time. If you feel worry, if you allow it, it will slow you down, weigh you down. And I wanna invite you right now just to take the, the worries that you have. And we're gonna take them at the end of this and we're gonna cast them on God. We're gonna, we're gonna take at the end of this message, we're gonna take in just a few moments and we're gonna look to God. And this last phrase, I just want you to see this, is Jesus says, for the pagans run after these things. Like, like orphans, you're not an orphan. You're not a spiritual orphan. Today, right now, wherever you're at, in the middle of your living room right now, and you feel isolated, you feel alone, you have this fear of potentially losing loved ones, you have fear of the stock market, you have fear of the economy. I understand all of us right now have this opportunity. This is our moment to say, you know what I need, Father. That's what Jesus says. But the pagans run after these things and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Just want you to get that phrase from your father today. Your heavenly father, he knows what you need. He knows. He knows what you need. No, no, I'm the only one that knows what I need. I got to fight for me. Hold on. No, no, no. You've got an omnipotent, that means all powerful, an omniscient, that means he knows everything, father. And he knows what you need. He's, he's a father that he, he values you right now, today, and in the next 30 days. And in the next 90 days, he values you. Worry will slow you down. Worry, it doesn't work. But your father right now, he sees you and he has infinite love, infinite knowledge, infinite power. And I just want you to see that. His, his love doesn't run out. I know he sang the song, but believe it right now. Just choose to believe it. His power to heal. We're a church that believes to our bones that he's a healing father. We believe, we, have, we read in the scriptures and we know right now that God is a healer. He has power today and he doesn't run out. This week, my 15 year old son, Dawson and I, we went to Walmart for mozzarella cheese. And when we got there, we got the last bag of mozzarella cheese. And we looked at all of the different items that were sold out. And I had this thought, the demand has taken over the supply chain, but your father is infinite in love. Your father is infinite in power. Your father is infinite in knowledge. He is sovereign, he is love, he is all powerful, and his supply chain doesn't run out. There is right now an increased demand. Whether right now people are looking to him and I promise you that right now he is not worried. He is not afraid. He is looking at you and this is your moment to run to the one who his supply chain. So it doesn't run out. And so when there's a shortage <laughs> of the very things that people were worried about in first century as they are today, Jesus looks at them and says, your father knows what you need. And I invite you today, you can go to a father, he knows what you need. So simple, so easy to talk about, 
but challenging to do when suddenly it feels like everybody around us is worrying. Listen, right now, you can surround yourself with worriers or you can surround yourself with worshipers. If you surround yourself with worriers, you will easily take on the attribute of the people around you. But if you will take on the attribute of other people that worship, you'll watch. You'll have a privilege and an opportunity to go through this season as a worshiper, not a, wor a worrier. I know for me this week, I got onto a phone call, had 50 different pastors. And I enjoyed hearing a pastor speak with faith and peace in the midst of the storm. There's a moment where Jesus is in the boat and he is not worried. He possesses peace when others around him are worried. Right now is your storm, your choice. It's all of us. Will you be a woman of peace? Will you be a man of peace? Or will you worry in the rocking chair? It won't take you anywhere. Peace, prayer, worship, seeking, that's your avenue. In fact, here in verse 33, Jesus then says this. He says, so, and he gives an action item. This is Jesus' action item. He says, seek first the kingdom. Here's your opportunity. Jesus gives the opposite of an action item being worry. And he says, here's what you do. Instead of worry, seek. And that's what I wanna invite you to today, to make a choice to seek. Every time you start to feel like I need to worry right now, my heart's starting to beat, I can't sleep at night. No, no, no. Take those moments and make the choice to pivot and not worry, but pivot and pray. Pivot and worship. Pivot and seek. That's what he says right here. Seek first the kingdom. And the crazy thing to me in the Sermon on the Mount, which you may already know, but then Jesus speaks of his good father right here and he says, and he just throws this little phrase in right here. He says, and your father, <laughs> he knows what you need. And listen to this. It's, it, and seek first the kingdom. And just listen to this phrase. And all these things will be given to you. So here's the difference. You're either in worry gonna grasp or in seeking, you're gonna just receive. In worry, you're gonna go, I, I have to go out and get the treasures. I have to go out and get the, what, what the earth has to offer. Or you're gonna choose, no, I'm a child of the Father. The Father knows what I need. I'm valuable to him. Worry's not taking me anywhere. And your father who knows what you need, he gives and all these things will be added unto you and all these things will be given unto you. What a word. I mean, because in that, it's Jesus got to say it. Hey, put first the kingdom and you'd be surprised your heavenly father, he's gonna, he's gonna take care of you to boot. He's got you. Oh, David, it takes faith to walk like this. Yes, it does. And that's what you are. You're a child of God. You have a heavenly father that you trust in. Oh, David, I don't know. When I read the news, when I look at reality, hold on, what's reality? Hold on. Our life is but a breath. Forever and ever and ever, we're gonna be with our God. And right now, have concern, definitely. Do the right thing. 
I mean, we look at our situation and we respond in a right measure. We're doing that as a church, but we're not gonna let our concern hold us and turn it into worry. We're gonna worship. We're gonna seek like never before. And so that's why during this season as Radiant Church, we're gonna come at you with everything that we can. Even if we're just trying to just pray in our homes, create content in our houses, I've been talking to the team this week about what can we do what, just, just through the internet to try to encourage each other to be worshipers and not, warrior, and not warriors in the middle of this moment. So we're gonna come at you with every way that we can. I wanna invite you to seek. Some of you, that means pulling your family together and reading the scriptures more than normal. Some of you, that means spending some time in prayer every day, worshiping every day, filling up your house, with presence, not panic. You can fill up your house with panic. I wanna invite you, let your house be a place filled, marked by the presence of God. And just this last phrase, just what you see this. This is how Jesus ends. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And that's that word right there, trouble of its own. Listen, we're not pretending like we're not facing a global pandemic, we are. But in the midst of the global pandemic, we are gonna turn and look to God. In the midst of this global pandemic, this is our moment to worship. And we're not gonna let the worries of today cripple us for tomorrow. No, the, the strength that we have today, we're gonna look to God and tomorrow will worry about itself. Tomorrow's gonna have troubles. Each day is gonna have troubles. Hey, guess what, everybody? This isn't heaven yet. This is earth. This is our chance to look to God, to worship. In the middle of whatever you're walking through, look to Him. I wanna invite you to just, just real quick, to just open your Bibles to Psalm 139. I'm gonna close with this prayer. We're, I'm just gonna lead you in a response to be a people that don't worry, but worship. And if you're by yourself right now or with your, your family and you're able to just stretch out your hands, will you just stretch out your hands? Search me, Psalm 139, verse 23, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Father, I ask, Lord Jesus, I pray for every marriage, every child, every couple. I pray for every young adult, every teenager, every child. I ask, Lord Jesus, right now, Lord, that you would give supernatural strength in a time where our bent is to worry. We pray, Lord, that you would help us in this situation. You told us to come to you in every situation. Today, we come to you in this one. We come with thanksgiving, petition, and we ask that the peace of God, the strength of God, which transcends all understanding, which doesn't, it surpasses what our minds can comprehend. We guard our hearts, protect us in peace. In Jesus' name. Maybe you're watching live, or maybe, maybe you're watching a replay of this and you've been gutted with worry. And today, 
you wanna come to a heavenly Father who made a way for you to be in right standing with him by sending his son Jesus to die on a cross and create a way for you to walk with him. You can be a child of God today. I wanna lead you in this prayer and I wanna invite you just to pray this prayer. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus and I choose to follow you. I pray that you would mark my life today. I, I, I give to you everything that I have. Save me, change me. I wanna be a child of God. I don't wanna go my way, I choose to go yours. Be the Lord of my life, in Jesus' name, amen.